You know that uh, phrase in that uh, praise song intertwined there with that Christmas carol, we want to see Jesus high and lifted up. Can you imagine tonight around the world how churches are filled, not only with faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who regularly offer themselves, their lives, their gifts, their talents, but many of churches are filled with people tonight who are coming. And before them, as we gather, may Jesus be lifted high. The one and the only God who truly has come to save his people. And you, and me, and all. I uh, wonder how you might answer this question, and actually I do want uh, some feedback on this, but how would you answer the question, what is the heart of Christmas? What is the heart of Christmas when that question first hits you, what's the word, what's the phrase? Jesus, love, hope, forgiveness, more? Jesus, Messiah, the promised one, Emmanuel, peace. Emmanuel, God is with us. You know, this God who came down from heaven to be here with his people. Now others, uh, when asked that question, and I've actually been asking it in a few different places with people I haven't known, uh, hopping on the elevator yesterday down in Brooksville uh, at a hospital, and, you know, you get answers like, well, Christmas for us is about family. Christmas is about celebration. Christmas is about love. And every one of the answers that you have offered and those that, those that I have literally just crossed paths with and, and, and asked that question of, truth is, all those right answers. My friends, I, I want to go a little further with this. Because many of us seemingly answer that question with no hesitation, even if you didn't spit out your answer. In your mind, in your heart, you had an answer that you wanted to give. But here's the reality. That often it, gets, it becomes so easy for us to lose sight of the very heart of what Christmas is all about. Now, that can happen for a number of reasons. It can happen in the busyness and the activity of the season that we find ourselves in. But it can also happen just because of life itself. Life that is so full. Life that at times overwhelms us. Life that overtakes us. Life that seems to pull us down. And in the midst of that, we begin to lose sight of indeed the reason that Christ came, the heart of Christmas. But you know, even the title helps to give us a clue. Christmas, a mass, a celebration, a feast, remembering indeed that God was faithful to his promise in sending the one who would be born and would be the savior of his people Israel and of the Gentiles as well. It's easy, though, to lose sight 
So maybe we need to ask ourselves a little bit further than what's it mean that Christ is the heart of Christmas? Not just what word comes to my mind, your mind, not just you know, maybe what way you celebrate it or acknowledge it, but what does it truly mean to you that he, Christ, is the heart of Christmas? I have to admit that one of the practices that we have is that practice of Advent. Those four weeks that lead up to this celebration, that time that we are given to slow down and to look at our lives, look at ourselves, look at our condition, look at our failures. But not only that, but to look to God himself and to look at his nature and his response to us. Like most of you, since at least Thanksgiving, it's been hard to get away from Christmas music. You hop in your car and I listen to, you know, the contemporary Christian stations and that's all they're playing right now, Christmas music. And you go into the stores and that's all they're playing right now. And you know what? I love this celebration. I love this festival. I love remembering what this is all about. But I get tired of Christmas music for four weeks or longer. But every once in a while, in the midst of you know, my focus and my, you know, my optic view of, of life, God reaches out and grabs my heart and has something to remind me of. And about two weeks ago, I was... Uh, in the car, driving, and you know, I was on uh, Joy FM, and on comes an old carol that most of us have sung, and I have to tell you that this song captivated my heart with these incredible, stunning and disruptive word or sentence. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. You can sing if you want. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices. Divine, oh, night when Christ was born, oh, night divine, oh, night, oh, night divine. I know we all mess up on those high notes. <laughs> So I don't know if you captured the line in that that literally the Lord used to reach out and grab my heart, but it was this. And the soul 
felt its worth. I don't know about you, but there are songs that I have sung so many times that I love them, but the truth is I'm just often speaking words. I'm not processing you know, what I am not only offering to God himself, but I'm not processing, I'm not thinking through what they are saying, what they mean to me personally. I don't know about you, but, you know, and the soul felt its worth. This just doesn't seem to happen very often. You and I, we are out and about and we, you know, drive through our neighborhood and, and there's a manger scene. Or, or you see a Christmas tree and, and there on top is an angel, maybe, you know, trying to remind you and me of the angels who proclaim the birth of the Savior of the world. You know, Maybe it's just something else that ultimately turns your attention and you begin to ponder and think about the nativity, about Christ coming into this world, being born as that babe. And your soul feels its worth. You see, at the heart of Christmas is the fact that you and I have worth and value before God Almighty. We have worth. We have value. At the heart of Christmas is the fact that God loves you and me so much that he came down into our messy world, into our messy lives to be with us, to take our place. Oh, holy night. And my soul felt it, its worth. There's a story about a grandfather. Got any grandfathers here? I want you guys to try this now. There's a story about a, a grandfather who, you know, came for Christmas to his uh, daughter's house, and, you know, he was so excited because he was going to get, you know, to see his little two-year-old grandson who he just missed dearly. And when he came in the house, no little grandson came running to give him a hug like he was expecting. And that once he greeted his daughter, he began to listen, and instead of hearing that cheerful voice of his grandchild, he hears screaming, loud screaming. And he goes into the family room, and, and there's a the little boy, and he's in a playpen. And he begins to go over, and he's going to pick him up, and his daughter says, don't pick him up, leave him there. He needs to learn a lesson. He needs to understand what he did he can't keep doing. And the granddad's like, but, but I just want to give him a hug. I want to calm him down. Leave him there. He needs to know that what he did was wrong. He needs to be punished. Granddad sits on the couch. And the little boy just keeps screaming and wailing. The daughter leaves the room. Granddad sits there. And then a few minutes later, the daughter notices there's no more crying. She comes back into the room, and there in the playpen is granddad. <laughs> and the little boy is outside of the playpen. And the daughter looks and does a double take, and she's like, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. 
I took his place. I'll pay the price. Soul felt its worth. Your God, my God. Truth is, many of us wrestle with the, whether or not we truly have value, whether or not we have worth. Sometimes it's self-imposed. Sometimes you know, it's because of you know, how people have spoken to us, how people have treated us. Sometimes it's just the attack of the world that tells us that you know, we really have nothing to offer. We have no real value. You and I, we begin to remind ourselves we know what we've done. We know what's come out of our mouth. We know where we've been. And we begin to believe the lie and doubt that we have any value. My dear friends, when we realize that we're not perfect, then we begin to hear in our head, well, why would he love me? And why would he come for me? But our worth and our value, my dear friends, is not determined by how we see ourselves. You and I are children of the Most High God who made us and loves us. We are indeed his beloved. We are his children, and nothing can change that. Nothing you've done, nothing I've done, nothing at all can change our relationship to him as his children and he our Father in heaven. Nothing. And so he comes to us, and in doing so, he demonstrates without a doubt that we are precious, we are valued, we are loved. And after hearing that, may your soul feel its worth. Talk about love. Talk about the heart of Christmas. Well, consider verse 10 from our reading from uh, John's letter, the first letter of John, where he says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, James's sins, your sins, love. At the heart of Christmas, my friends, is a rescue. God coming to rescue each and every one of his children. It is an act of humility, an act of love and sacrifice unparalleled in the history of all of the world. But the object of this act, it's not about God you know, showing how big, how great, how wonderful he is, although it does. It is about you and it is about me. The purpose of this rescue and this restoration is to bring us back to God. And Christmas is the most stunning rescue of all time. Under the cover of night in a remote village in Judea, a little boy was born where God had come and become a man to take our place. He invades our lives, our world. He conquered the one who was darkness himself, Satan. 
And he lashed out, but he could not beat God. He will, my friends, ransom and restore his beloved. The beauty of the act cannot be adequately expressed in words in any way. And what are we then to think of the ones that God would go to such lakes to rescue? And at such a price? How precious we must be. We are valued, precious, beloved children of the Most High God. Amazing. Priceless. And that is why the soul felt its worth. God wanted you and me to know that we are loved. Loved deeply. Deeply beyond all of our comprehension. And so God came to us in this way, into the lives of people like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. Lowly people, humble people. He came for all, regardless of who they are, where they have been. He came into the darkness and the fear. And so tonight we remember and we celebrate the heart of Christmas. Christ, the one who came into our world, the one who came and stepped in and paid the greatest price with his life that we could be his forever and experience his love and eternity. Dear friends, may your souls feel their worth because he paid for them with his precious blood. Amen. 